And now, and now back to Hale Varsity Radio. Thanks for hanging out. Hale Varsity on the road today here at the Single Barrel, 9th and P. We have snuck in before Michigan does as uh, we are here Thursday back uh, next time for, for Northwestern week. We're at the Bar the Bar this Saturday, pregame and postgame. And we're at the Heard at Sports Bar and Grill tomorrow. We welcome in Brandon Vogel, Counter Reed, and uh, give him a follow at Brandon L. Vogel. Subscribe, counterreed.com, as Vogues is in his football office. No sledgehammer or hard hat with Vogues today, but it's just a matter of time. He can well, put some gloves on. Vogues, could you, could you uh, get in on this, this blow up South Stadium? Would you put a bid in for a lottery? Uh, no, I would I would be a bidder though on on the guy with the giant pair of scissors when the new the new South Stadium is ah. to be officially opened. I've, I've always wanted a, a giant pair of scissors, so that's kind of my vibe. I think. No, Brendan, I know I noticed that Schmitty said that you don't have a hard hat or, or sledgehammer in there, but I do see that you have removed the urinal troughs from your football office. Is that a lot of work? It, it was a lot of work. It was a little bit bittersweet. You know, it's it's nice when I'm in here and the game's going on. Um, I mean, it, as we looked at where college football is headed, there's so many commercial breaks that I can go to the bathroom that's, that's six feet away. Um, so I did end up taking the trough out. Also, it was kind of a little bit of a sanitary uh, gray area with two young kids at home. So you got to do what you got to do. I, I have to ask this question. Am I a, a, a bad parent for, for sharing this story? But Junior's first game when he was little was, was Idaho State. And Junior had to go to the can. So we, we wandered down in one of the bathrooms we, we went into. And I'm not sure if it was South Stadium or not because Memorial Stadium has all sorts of troughs. All right. And Junior it wasn't tall enough to stand up and let her fly so we had to airlift junior up to uh to go and it was it was a little risky to just have him stand on the edge while you're holding his back and have him go that way because he's well frankly since he's a baby since his changing table he's had a spraying problem he thinks he thinks it's always funny so we had to kind of airlift him and and hope that he hit the front of the rim, so to speak, or 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 got enough arc to get in. It worked out. It was quick. It was easy. And he thought it was hilarious. He probably doesn't remember it, but that's that's how we rolled with the troth. And you'll have some Husker fans bid on that, dude. There's still a few bars on O Street that that have a troth, uh, from recollection anyway. So if you can sell the winningest. AstroTurf for 25 bucks for a square. Someone's going to drop a G on a trough, don't you think? Either to put in their man cave or just to take back to their Husker bar, uh, whatever part of the state they're in. Yeah, I think you're, I think you're right. Um, it does work particularly well if, you know, it's a small-town Husker bar. To be like, oh, yeah, that's from, that's from Memorial Stadium. We, we made sure to, sure to get one of those. Um, but, yeah, I, it, judging from the amount of conversation around that, um, and, I mean, it's kind of hard not to have it, – it's an unforgettable experience uh, if, you've, if you've ever experienced it. So, um, and, and one of the things I will to- say, to the, to the credit of the troughs, there's never like that big of a line in the male restroom, at least because of the troughs. Like you can squeeze a lot of people in there. People get in, people get out. It works well. I went to Kinnick one time and had to stand in line waiting for the urinals. Cause there's like 
24 urinals in there, which is a lot, but you can fit like 60 people in those troughs if you really have to go. You can like squeeze in a little space. So I wouldn't mind seeing those kept. We'll see, but I can also see the benefit of like somebody out there, uh, a big tailgater, if you will. You can fill up that trough after being cleaned, obviously, with like a big thing of jungle <laughs> juice. You can probably fit a lot in there. Well, or, or just make it a, a, a would-be cooler as mm. part of your tailgate and put the trough on see, the back of your smoker. That's less fun. I, I feel like you can get some, some people around and be like, hey, we're drinking out of the urinal trough today. Like, it's Jeez. a big game. Cleaned, obviously. Yeah. No, I know. But It'd be an attraction it, to, the, uh, to the tailgate. It, it, it could be. Bogues, <laughs> uh, I, still think, I still think Wrigley has troughs, don't they? Or have they completely redone them? I don't recall. It's been a number of years since I was last at Wrigley. That one I don't remember. Um, yeah, couldn't tell you. You, you. you gotta, you gotta keep one trough there for, 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 for the memories. All right, Nebraska, Michigan. What does Nebraska have to do, Vogues, to to kind of bring Nebraska fan back? I don't think they punted on the season, but they're not happy after Louisiana Tech. And and here comes Michigan. The buzz is is not great for this, just because of how good Michigan is. So I want your your thought on on how this thing could go Saturday. What, yeah, I think go, um, well, they need to do what you would have to do against Michigan. You need to play well against a good opponent. Um, and you know, Colorado was this weird, weird sort of gray area. I still don't know how good Colorado is, but they, they beat TCU and they beat Nebraska. They opened the season with two P5 wins, which is more than more than most people, myself included, was penciling in for them. So that was a strange one where Nebraska was initially favored and then it flipped, but it was still a pretty tight line. You handled business against Northern Illinois, slightly lesser degree against Louisiana Tech, but I do think Nebraska is, is making progress. Um, it's just, it's kind of slow and steady, which Matt Rule, to his credit, kind of alluded to leading up to the season, and then he flat out said it, you know, during the year. So it's going to take, I mean, when you think about kind of new coaching regimes that work, um, you usually see one of these results. Even in a year one, that's not good. Lance Leipold went 2-10 and 10 his first year at Kansas, beat Texas, though. And mm-hmm. since then... I mean, I think prior to that, they were being outscored by an average of like 25 points a game since then, which was in 2021. They're outscoring opponents by an average of two. And you've seen like the range of results that's been. Um, and here they are now at 4 0. I mean, that's the path that Nebraska's on. So if it's just uh, a little slower than anybody would like, I get it. Um, because you do see these teams that pop pretty quickly, um, especially now. But that's not the way this is designed to go. Doesn't mean it can't. Um, definitely doesn't mean it can't if Nebraska should get a win uh, on its home field against, yes, the number two team in the country. It's been a long time since something like that's happened. But, boy, I mean, maybe that's the fair, the, the fair question, too. Like, okay, Louisiana Tech, maybe not as clean and, and crisp as you would have liked. They come out and beat Michigan. All of a sudden, are we talking about Nebraska as Big Ten West favorite? Um, probably would be, um, honestly, uh, because it would be the best win anybody in the West has so far. Brandon, on the other side of this equation, though, if it does end up being an ugly game where Michigan 
they they have their will on the ground. They they rack up say 250 yards on the ground. They they have control of the game from beginning to end and say it's a a 35 to 7 type victory for Michigan. Does that change anything within Husker Nation over the the final 7 games? Um I mean it probably it probably adds a few people to the the skeptical bandwagon which you know as we kind of started this game discussion with like there's there's it's not empty um there are people who are a little bit a little bit concerned and something like that like 35 to 7 is basically the game michigan has played four times this season and that was against east carolina bowling green unlv who actually might be pretty good um and rutgers who's who's showing some life so it would the easy line there to draw would be like, well, Nebraska is basically where those programs are at and they, they just might be. Um, so yeah, it would, it would dull enthusiasm a little bit more, which would be hard to, to see after just five games, but you don't control the schedule. Uh, Michigan's number two for a reason that said, like Michigan, you know, is, is a really good team, really loaded talent wise on both sides of the ball. They run the ball well. Um, if you would have asked me coming in, I would have said they probably would have been running the ball a little bit better. That said, J.J. McCarthy has, has been a little bit better than I probably expected him to be too. So um, they're they're an interesting team. Brandon Vogel's with us from CounterRead, CounterRead.com, at Brandon L. Vogel. It's where you find him on Twitter, and, and someday I'll, I'll quit saying Twitter, but that's what we're doing right now. So uh, Vogel's with um, – the offense that that's the the downer right now for Nebraska, and it's not pointing arrows at anybody. It's just the the side of the football that's really frustrating, and you don't have a ton of faith in. Are you feeling a little bit better with the the big picture? What this offense can be at the end of the year, uh, taking Saturday out of it? Yeah, a, a little bit. I mean, the run game, and it's you know, no matter which quarterback has been in there has involved the quarterback to a large degree, um, which I think is a little bit of a necessity right now. Um, <clears throat> but you can't kind of, you kind of can't argue with the like first half, Nebraska's like 60th nationally in, in rushing. Second half, they're fourth. Matt Rule talked all, all offseason about being the better team in the fourth quarter. There's some evidence for that there. You know, if you and then the passing game, it's it's not a well-oiled machine for Nebraska in any in any regard that way but hey if you can run the ball that well particularly if you know if you get to halftime and it's it's still a game and and you can lean on the run game a little bit more which has been what we've seen minus the colorado game um all it takes is a couple of big plays in the passing game and that might be enough that's part of the reason you know those coaches that choose to to shorten the game do so and we're seeing it with michigan michigan's running like 56 plays a game they are glacial um so far this year which is a, which is a departure from from last year and, and it makes saturday pretty interesting to me because we've seen what nebraska's defense can do can it if it gets two stops if it stops two drives in the first half how many does that lead maybe three that that michigan has that you know i guess if they score touchdowns on all three then it's 21 to something if nebraska could man- manage a score but I think Nebraska has a decent chance if it can if the defense plays like we've seen it play against, granted, the best offense it's seen, um, to keep this close going into half. And if it does that, 
all of a sudden, I think things change. The stadium's alive. You've got, you know, Clemson fans sitting at home who are flipping in. It's like, well, let's see if the number two team in the country's in trouble. Um, that's, I think, the path for Nebraska in this game. It's Brandon Vogel with us here. And Brandon, I, I guess we're not going to ask you for a score prediction because that's going to come on Saturday. But generally, how are you feeling on, on a Thursday Good? You, do, you, do you feel good about this one? Because I feel like the buzz in Husker Nation, we only have about 30 seconds here, the, the buzz in Husker Nation this week has been down. Yeah, I, I, I feel like Nebraska's got a good shot. Um, they're at home. Michigan's good. Maybe not quite what – maybe not an A-plus based on their first four games. Maybe just an A-minus. Um, so, And with the way the game will be played, the way both teams want to play, I think if Nebraska can get, like I said, just a couple of those stops early – much less a big change play. Then all of a sudden things get interesting. It's Brandon Vogel. Subscribe to him. Counterread.com. Vogels, we'll talk Saturday, bud. Sounds good, guys. Thanks.